you run take the reins on this episode, Dave. I'm Q. Wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> yes, we're we're rolling. Give me um, a fucking inch. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. We're off to the races. What would it take um, for somebody like what? What kind of thing that you would have to do in your life would it take for you to sign one of these um, like COVID release pages, like a thing mm-hmm. that you you know going to a concert or oh, oh, yeah, here's a perfect example, right? Like you want to start going back to movie theaters. I mean, I know you you said before that you don't you don't want to do it until you're safe. Like this is becoming the new. I see today that um, the LA Times has a story about how you're like people returning to college. The colleges, the universities might be asking them to sign waivers, and then right. also people were talking about that with the, um, you know, with the Trump, uh, the rally, the Trump rallies recently. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, would you? No, no, absolutely not. I, I just would stay home and never leave again. That would be just a perfectly fine choice for me i think you know but there isn't like a, a potential thing to get you what about a job like what if a job wanted you to sign a, a waiver i can't picture a job that would need me to be there um you know mask off like like no, get, I mean, you could get, wear getting a mask. in with people you could wear yeah you, i guess it's just a wearing way. a mask but they just like let's say that they need you but why do they need me there in the first place? I mean, other than wax tracks, I hope to never work at a place ever. You know, you're asking a lot of questions for an applicant. <laughs> is, let me tell you, 20% unemployment. It's a, it's a buyer's market out there, my friend. By the way, Q, um, I know that I'm running the show tonight, but uh, because we were, oh, yeah. testing the, we were testing the Zoom thing, I did not start rolling in a dod. Do you care? I don't care, no. Okay. Well, I, I well, just, well you, we're going to rely on this. This is we're all in. No parachute. There might be a situation where I never care about anything ever again. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking that this episode might be a good one to just reminisce. Mm. Troy, you remember Troy? They We're gonna reminisce so re- on on the movie Troy for an, an hour <laughs> straight. The movie Troy. <laughs> they reminisce over you. Let me let, let me reminisce over you, my God. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? Is that Tribe? No, it was fuck man. Showing my lack of like. We're just old, old, old people. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been doing this week? What have I been doing this? It's an week? all Bird Boys uh, episode. Yeah, this is just straight up Bird Boy style. Um, it was P Rock and Seal Smooth, by the way. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I got back to Wax Tracks. Uh, we I just started back on Friday, and so I had had a big day Friday there. Also had a uh, another another pretty big day of doing all kinds of shit with my dad uh it's been really busy at the store speaking of signing waivers um you know there's just a constant stream of people who want to buy records right now apparently and why just i i I don't know but uh they keep coming so uh yeah so that i've been busy with that and then uh we started recording all rice no beans again finally so uh we, we had a couple couple recording sessions there doing another one tomorrow and uh so yeah, it's hard yeah, to book I've, you. I've been a busy boy. 
It's I know. To, it's hard to get you. I know. I but I'm right. always here for you, though. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I looked. I bought a bunch of your keto snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't eaten them yet. Because nice. I figure, what's the point until I'm like actually doing it? Which I, I you know, want to try to like go like like just kind of like do like a sugar fast not like a full ass keto i guess but like just get sugar out of my system a yeah. little bit you know um so we'll, we'll, it's a killer it is a killer it literally kills you is what sugar does yeah that is the funny thing though about those snacks is uh without actually going in on like the keto diet i mean it's just snacks you yeah because I mean? so it needs like, the trick of like yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um Um, any advice uh advice is to uh just get used to eating a lot of meat basically because that's you know that's the bulk of it is staying full all the time and not wanting to snack too much but then when you do want to snack there are options nowadays luckily i've been going crazy on veggies lately i've been obsessed with with eating lots of veggies with eating the the you know recommended i think it's like five cups of veggies Mm -hmm. and i try to like squeeze it all in Mm -hmm. um i try to squeeze all my veggies in in breakfast (laughs) that seems hard (laughs) it's not you know why and somebody's probably going to tell me that like i'm doing this all wrong and it might be Mm -hmm. might be the case here's my move how do you feel about scrambled eggs broadly love them absolutely next time you're in town i'm gonna hook you up because i've become a real pro at scrambling up some eggs um Three eggs, and then like maybe like a half cup of egg white, mm-hmm. uh, shredded cheese, four Mexican mm-hmm. shredded cheese in the egg. Mix it up, yeah. right? Turn on the pot. Turn on the pan. Okay. Start slicing up. Mm-hmm. Depending, sometimes mm-hmm. Monica, my my wife wants to split with me. Sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she wants. So depending on that, about like a whole red or green pepper, diced, right? Chop chop chop. Mm. diced up green pepper that there is like two and a half cups um about a quarter of an onion sliced up Mm -hmm. diced as well throw in the onion throw in the green pepper give it about three or four minutes right until you really smell the pepper and the onion coming out add in the um add in the uh the 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 eggs and what here's my Mm -hmm. trick this is the trick you push in the pan, you push the um, the peppers and the onions to one side while you let the mm. first half of the of the scrambling of the egg happen. You, that that needs to be happening virginally by itself on one side of the pan. Mm. And then when the when there's starting to be some consistency in the egg, that's when you mix the two together. Yeah. And those veggies are retaining heat. And this is what happens, Dave. The heat in those veggies act as little mini pans. Right, heating up the inside and giving a more consistent and fluffy um, scramble to the egg. So it's like dropping mm. little pieces of heat inside of the egg. Okay, you're licking your chops. Uh, I can tell you like what you're hearing. <laughs> okay, so I get done with that. I, I let it. I let it scramble for for a second. I I'm, have one hand. I'm scrambling, scrambling over here. The other hand, I'm having grape tomatoes in half. Cherry tomatoes are okay too, but I, I prefer grape tomatoes having grape tomatoes and an entire avocado stripping and cutting it into into sixths okay Okay. into a big bowl oh one last thing right before maybe like two minutes before the scramble's done 
a few a few pieces of spinach, just okay. enough so that they wilt, just enough so that they wilt. Okay, uh, like that's the last thing to go in. Okay, mix it up, put it in the bowl, lay around the the edge of the bowl all of the um, grape tomatoes cut in half, mm. and then the avocado is on the top, and that's my breakfast. I like it. I every like it a morning, lot. Every single morning, it's the shit. <laughs> telling you man yeah that that sounds pretty damn good um i i'm i'm in for that i can't wait i'm really looking forward to it can this be the reminisce episode dave hell yeah you think we're we'll not get too worried about this? this getting taken down yeah no we don't no. care there's no way that this will get damaged. Fuck it. Fuck it. These, <laughs> I, these rappers are dead. <laughs> I'm 99% sure that these that these rappers are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I look. The reason I was thinking about reminiscing is because I've been following Vegas news lately and yeah. seeing, you know, because I mean, it's it's a real hellscape over here in Florida. Uh, yeah. Today we set a new record. 9,500 new coronavirus. Um, That's amazing because actually I was going to bring that up. Yesterday was a record, Uh, 8,900, and now it's 95. Every day is a new record. Did you know we set a record today? Yeah. Um, It doesn't come close to you guys, but I think it's 1,099 which is uh that's our, a lot i mean you guys are nowhere record. near the size of a state you guys have like what like yeah. two million people in that state maybe like yep. maybe and, three million and guess people. what guess what q hmm. tomorrow wet and wild opens the perfect so. time <laughs> just get it all out of the way <laughs> just get it all out of the way look if you want to like get into the discourse and like all the different parsings and that's the most obnoxious thing by the way it's all the different like Oh, like the one-upsmanship of like what each number means and yeah like it, like the parsing and the you know trying to like get, trying to find the people who you know we used to call them like the i think that the mask is off with the whole like oh let's get the economy reopened i don't i think that the people who used to say it was about the economy reopening like they don't even pretend no. anymore that it is that that's what Mm-mm. it's about um and, and great, it's good that the, the mask is just off. It's a purely political stance. It has nothing to do with public health. It has nothing to do with economic reasons. I mean, maybe it does ter- in a tertiary way, but mm-hmm. the main core is like, okay, well, we want the Republican Party heading into November to be riding in on an economy that's at least showing some positive signs after this, you know, basically depression that we're in. Uh, right. So. But it used to be maybe a month and a month and a half, month and a half ago, any normal person could tell like, okay, well, there are some <laughs> positive indicators and negative indicators. And you can say like, oh, well, we're on like a good trend or, you know, we're going to come up with um, different way. And, you know, if you were somebody like me or like you, be cautioning care, cautioning uh, continued vigilance, you know, you had your own facts too, like rising infection rate and you know all these different things the 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 pendulum swung now that it's like it's so hard for the people who try to like the the i guess the skeptics i guess you would call them it's so hard for the skeptics to like thread the needle of like oh no no things are fine when in the face of undeniably things not being fine that um you know here in Florida, at least, it's gotten really fucking depressing, and that's why I was like paying attention to things happening in Vegas, hoping for a little bit better news there. But it no. doesn't look like there's anything good going on. 
No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think that that's going to basically be the the story in any city, though, isn't it? At this point, like any any kind of you know major ish city. Well, you I say think that, it's just... but like the the biggest metropolitan, I guess the biggest metropolitan area in the country is is L.A. County, but the second biggest metropolitan area, maybe the biggest if you count it all together, is New York and New Jersey. And I saw an interesting graphic today where they showed like. And uh, I'll try to link to it in the notes so people can see what I'm talking about, where they just took, if you took away New York and New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. If you made two separate countries, one country is New York, New Jersey. The other country is all the rest of the United States. Yeah. The New York, New Jersey, obviously New York and New Jersey really struggled and had a horrible, tragic, you know, terrible initial two months dealing with coronavirus right and they're, right. They're, they're way up here right their 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 line and their trend is way up here and then around like mid-may it just drops and bottoms out and it continues to be bottomed out hmm. and then the rest of the country when you take away new york and new jersey's recovery is basically just shoots straight into the air uh around <laughs> around early may and doesn't stop shooting up into the air it just keeps yeah. shooting up into the air because when you take away those few, and I say this because you were like, oh, well, you know, isn't that the case for every major city? Right. And this is the same shit that I hear from people who are like, oh, well, it's like this all across the world. And it's like, no, man, some fucking people figured this out. Some people went through the, the shit and have mostly figured it out. And yeah, right. I wouldn't be surprised if, honestly, if your state was, if Nevada was a little bit bigger, I'm sure that like, you know, Cuomo would be over there banning you guys from visiting New York too. Like he's banned mm. Floridians from visiting New York. I guess not banned them, but we have to like go through a quarantine. So like if I want to go to New York, like I would have to sit for two weeks in quarantine yeah. <laughs> to be able to like actually go into New York, you know? Um, so what, uh, what's, what, what's cracking over there? Have you like explored, have you gone out? Have you explored more? So I saw a tweet just a few minutes ago from somebody saying that they were on the strip and they saw like, like a, like an older, like mom type lady out on the strip and she was wearing mask, a mask and she had her tits out. And so, I, and they were like, this, this, nobody's going to stop Vegas from being Vegas, I guess. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, we, we actually went to, uh, a, a place where Gina's going to have a photo shoot, uh, fairly soon and so we went out to like kind of like scout it out a little bit and there was just this big group uh of kids and their parents and i think it was like a school thing so there was like a school chaperone um no masks zero uh whatsoever <laughs> probably at least 30 40 people uh no masks all together uh we also saw another five six seven well, eight here, people along was the it, way no masks was it indoor or outdoor that it was it was outdoor, but everyone was right next to each other. And yeah, I know funny. I know you're a proponent for outdoor being not as uh, yeah. I, I came not up as with safe. A, I came up with a controversial new take this week that I've only shared with a couple of people, and that is that um, that, you know, for the parents listening, you you're not going to give a shit about this, Dave. But for parents listening, um, <laughs> I think that they should just reopen the playgrounds, mm. like because parks are reopened. But if you go yeah. to parks, I don't know if this is the case in in Vegas, but the playground sections are closed. And I think I've passed a couple where, yeah, you could see that there's like tape tape around it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think they should reopen them because I, I don't know, man. And I know that on one hand, I'm like the super vigilant, you know, person who's shaming all the morons in the, in the country that, um, you know, 
had to have their like sweet treats poured down their throat and like were demanding to be able to wolf down baskets of riblets at Applebee's and shit like that. But, and, but on the other hand, I'm also a little bit of a skeptic, I guess, because like, I really do think that, okay, if you look right, it's been long enough now with the protests that there should be convincing data that the, er, the, the late May, early June protests were vectors were like vectors for infections. It should be like, Oh wow. We should be seeing stories mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, 500 people who protested in Minneapolis were, um, you know, infected. And it's not even, you know, Minneapolis is not even yeah. that hot of a city in the spectrum of U.S. cities compared to Vegas or, or Miami. And um, yeah. we're not seeing that. Like, that's not what's going on uh, because everybody was outside. There's no recycled air. Um, a lot of those people were wearing masks if when they were close. And same thing happened two months ago. When people were shitting on all the white trash that was out on the beach in in mm-hmm. in um, I think it was Daytona or like Cocoa Beach or somewhere or Jacksonville somewhere around you know up up, up the coast here in Florida, and I, I pay attention to those like two week later reports where it's like oh yeah. yeah no shit this group of like twenty women that all went to fucking TGI Fridays in Georgia eighteen of them got coronavirus and it's like yeah that makes sense you were fucking getting shit faced in a TGI Fridays for five hours of course you got coronavirus but so- you don't see a lot of that outdoor shit come like come back and be like oh all these beachgoers ended up getting sick mm-hmm. so are we just attributing the rising numbers the records in Florida and Nevada and stuff like that to the reopening of the economy then it has nothing to do with outside stuff uh, yeah. or what I'm saying is in the face of natural conditions during this time of year working it their ass off in the face of a helping hand from global warming and the hottest june on record here in miami i don't know about in vegas but it seems like around the world we're getting record high temperatures yeah. even with that helping hand we're still pushing through and setting record numbers for this fucking thing because yeah <laughs> the what, what happens when you're talking about the restart of the quote unquote restarting of the economy that happened like around like late April, early May um, across the nation. You're talking about the the gates being opened on on basically places of business and markets and malls and places where there is recycled air, places where there is no, you know, no possibility of social distancing. I think about Miami here in my part of town, there's a mall called Dadeland Mall which is an mm-hmm. absolute zoo. And by the way, when did it become that malls became one of two malls completely packed to the gills with people shoulder to shoulder all the time or just zombie graveyards? And there's no in between. There's no like just normal malls. Yeah. Like every mall is either uh what's one where you the Boulevard Mall, which is like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. And or oh yeah absolutely or or it's like teeming metropolis of people crawling over each other to like you know get into banana republic um and, and nothing in between but yeah anyway. i don't i don't know why that is either that is, that is a really weird thing isn't it weird everybody's like malls are dead oh except for these three malls that right. are completely <laughs> packed all the fucking time same uh, exact stores no no difference same stores, no difference same product same shit you know it's yeah. it's, it's funny i'm sure that people have devoted careers to you know exploring that conundrum but uh my point was that when you're talking about commerce in person the stuff that people wanted the stuff that everybody was craving um it's shit that's going to give you coronavirus it's sitting down 
at Chili's and just stuffing your face and getting shit faced. It's going to bars. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know this, but I saw um, a message from our mayor, Carlos Jimenez, the other day, the Miami Dade County mayor, saying, "Okay, guys, we have to um, we have to pu- put a pause on uh, on on bars serving alcohol that you drink on premises." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? People were doing that." I didn't even know that that was like that we had we had opened that part of the fucking economy up. Hell yeah. I had no idea that people were out drinking on premises at bars. I would have fucking done it. <laughs> yeah, like why leave the house otherwise? I mean that's yeah. that's that's the American way, right? But there's a lot going on, man. I see it around. I think it's on smaller scales. Like do you are you seeing and you don't see this stuff. Like you just court, sort of hear about it maybe or you see it on on Facebook or something, but like people who, you know, were taking shit seriously a month ago, you see them at like a small party with like seven or eight friends or a small get together mm-hmm. with like their kids and some other kids that, you know, and, and you like, you know, they're posting pictures of it on Instagram or whatever. And you're like, wow, you guys are comfortable doing that. I mean, I know you guys aren't crazy fucking right wing morons. I, we were just talking about how dangerous this shit is. And now I'm mm-hmm. seeing on, you know, on Instagram that you guys went to, you know, like a kid's birthday party or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, we, we, we've loosened up a little bit, you know, you there's, it is what it is. That's what it comes down to, you know, but this shit is designed like, like a, like a, this shit is designed like a horror movie because it's exactly like that. It's, you know, it, we were talking before about how like all those little arguments that the other side have, has are like slowly being like the pins knocked out from underneath them and Mm -hmm. one of the ones which is like probably the most morbid and fucked up and should show you what you need to know about the mind of the uh, typical american or at least the typical american conservative the most poisonous treacherous fucking creature on the planet (laughs) (laughs) The, the 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 final boss of their arguments is like only this many people have died Right. And it's like, okay, well, I guess, is that the standard we're going with? Only this many people that you'll be fine. Get over it. And what we're finding out now, I posted this on some social media platform earlier, retweeted or some shit like that. Uh, Two pieces of reporting, two separate, not surveys, but two separate studies that, that have been done that show that even if you are, not only if you make a full recovery, but even if you're asymptomatic, if you get it and are asymptomatic, there are long-term effects yeah, of Corona because no. now they have enough, a body of, enough of a body of, you know, study of evidence of like ref, ref, cases of referral that they can look at your, your heart, your cardiac heart system is affected mm-hmm. in many cases. Uh, respiratory is affected. And um, what else? I forget what the other one was. I think it was like your blood system or something like that. It can affect, uh, you know, a, 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 oh, your nervous system. It was your nervous system. All of mm. those things can have long-term effects, like not just for a few weeks or a few months, but like can fuck you up and change you and, sure. and make you a less healthy person in the long term. And I feel like that's something we probably won't even talk about. And like, how long did it take for us to start, start talking about mesothelioma and 9-11 survivors? Like three, four years? Like that's right. probably the time horizon that we'll actually start talking about that shit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that we're going to continue to find more and more reasons for why we should have just completely locked down from day one. You're but right. I mean, 
we, you can rewind and go back and listen to Bird Rose where we were talking about that in yeah. March and in April where it was like, okay, well, this is fucked up, but we already see what the rest of the world is doing. 90 days, don't leave your home. Don't leave mm-hmm. your home in 90 days. And you and I were talking about it. How like how you asked me, I remember distinctly, I would love to like go back to the episode and drop in the, the fucking the audio right here. You asked me, how long is that going to last? And I said, maybe like 30 days. Yeah. Before, but because capitalism has to have its way and yeah. what it's accustomed us to having sweet treats poured down our throats mm-hmm. and being able to like, you know, lick salty, creamy sugar off of <laughs> tainted <laughs> glass at friendlies. Like, uh, like we, we, we need it. We need it. And we, and we, and just like everything with the myth of American exceptional exceptionalism, we couch it in this like, more stoic or stalwart um you know positioning where it's about getting back to work and it's just like mm-hmm. i'm getting back to work and you just see hershey's pouring down the side of the guy's <laughs> face it's like, i need to get back to work and it's just like somebody somebody's like handing him the, somebody's doing this move where they're hand, like he's, 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 he's in his car it's a workman he's got his vest on and he's like i'm getting back to work and he leans out his car and like is that a Dairy Queen and they do the this thing with the you know they turn the, yeah the upside the upside down thing and it's like he just starts wolfing down a blizzard right there in a Dairy Queen parking lot and that's that's what you know that's what we do we turned it into some there was never any way that we were going to avoid twenty percent unemployment or thirty percent or forty percent unemployment whatever the real number is because if there's anything we learned in this situation it's that we don't know what the fuck the real numbers for any of this stuff is because it's all sure. bullshit, yeah. especially here in Florida. And um, like it, w- what we had that, what we had the chance to do was just like send everybody home, give everybody the things that they need, suspend the bills, suspend the mortgage, suspend rent, like just hit pause on society. And the particular flavor of capitalism that we practice in this country is so just avaricious and and unquenchable that mm. we couldn't even just do that we couldn't get the 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 gatekeepers of those parts of of our you know capitalist system to be like yeah 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 this is pretty unprecedented guys don't worry we're already millionaires and billionaires we'll be fine for 3 months like we right. couldn't get any buy in from that we couldn't get buy in from our even our democratic, much less Republican um, lawmakers and, and representatives to 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 push for programs like that, to push for, you know, a national, you know, rent freeze, national yeah. mortgage freeze, national loan freezes. I mean, and, and just we all got these random intermittent checks that were just like seem, seemingly dispersed with no rhyme or reason. Sure. Um, based on <laughs> I don't I still don't fucking know what um businesses fucking that stunned. businesses that went out of business it was like uh or businesses that were supposed to get the um the payroll protection I mean like that was a crapshoot Mo- as far as I understand people mostly haven't really talked about it but like pretty much like it, it's one of those stories that has just fallen off that we don't talk about anymore but uh the small business protection is like it didn't really end up helping very many people Oh uh, yeah, I'd imagine not. Yeah, 
and um, a lot of the key tenets of the program that were supposed to be like, oh, well, do A, B, and C, right? Don't fire anybody, um, you know, don't cut anybody's pay and don't furlough people or whatever, all those. And, and you'll be able to, you know, go down the path of, you know, not having to pay back that loan. All that shit turned out to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just like from day one, all this means tested shit turned out to be bullshit, which is what always happens with means tested programs. So, I mean, all this is to say that it could have been avoided. We could have been like Italy and had like a horrible, horrible outbreak, which is what we had in May. We already had a terrible outbreak in May. Mm-hmm. It was already horrible and then recovered. Instead, now we've started this like do do of like, oh, we're going to like kind of halfway open shit back up. And everything will get fully fucked up again. And then we halfway close again. And then the people right. who still aren't sold on the fact that this thing is real, um, you know, they'll get pissed off enough that they scare their lawmakers and their representatives and their mostly Republican, um, you know, governors to, you know, do do back into the middle again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be this constant, you know, cooking of our own flesh. We're going to like, we're like the fucking frog in the in in the pan that doesn't realize as the heat is gradually being um being uh turned up that it's being boiled to death and yeah uh, that's pretty much that's the thing that i worry about is when when things get like extra bad again and they need to close things down again i just i don't see people going along with it like especially at a place like vegas i just i don't see how the strip could shut down again in any meaningful way i don't see like like it was a big mission when down. it first happened, right? Like oh, it was, it was like big... it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, and it was it was kind of symbolic too because it's like you know it's that it's like the freaking center of like the capitalistic idea, you know. And it's right. like for that stuff to close down, you knew it was like it really was a big deal. I just can't see it happening again, though. I really just I don't see how they're going to. But how can they keep it? Oh, okay, like let's say that people, the death rate, the death rate stays constant which you know it has basically the deaths mm. haven't dropped they've in no. total raw numbers they've gone up because the rate has stayed the same because the yeah. science behind this thing doesn't change the science is constant right yeah. until there's like a vaccine or a massively distributed treatment that changes the death rate it's gonna keep killing at the same rate um yeah i i, I mean i know i understand that there's a willing segment of society that will pack well not pack it doesn't look packed when i see pictures of vegas but like that will show up that was just getting started too you remember that 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 when we talked about that too about how like there's certain segments where like any any corporate sanctioned travel to vegas i don't think it's going to come back for a long time we had that conversation about conventions and conferences and stuff but we'll see though come january because like i I told you cs is supposedly going to happen so I mean, it's so far away. Like even now, yeah, you, it is a while. It, right now, we are still in the dark. I think most parents around the country are still in the dark about what's going to happen with school in August. We don't right, even know how school's right. going to fucking shake out. And for sure, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine who um, was telling me, you know, third hand, obviously, a conversation with somebody that he had a, uh, who works here in um, in. Uh, basically like intake he like runs intake at one of the larger hospital systems here and he was telling me how like um the children are this huge infection vector 
right? They're like, yeah, they don't really get it. They don't feel it. They're mostly asymptomatic and hardly any kids, thankfully, like seriously, knock on wood. But like, thankfully, you know, kids don't die from it um, right. to this point. But, and that's great. That's like one of the few blessings of this fucking thing. Like, I mean, that would be, right. I don't know what that would just do to all of us if, you know, there were mass deaths of kids. But like just mentally, the country, I think, would have a different type of fatigue and response. Um, probably a worse one. But um, <laughs> but what he was saying is like a lot of like what, what the what what you would assume then is that like the very surface level like superficial understanding of like kids are okay will lead to bad decision making on like when do we bring kids back to school and mm-hmm. what'll that do the same fucking shit man it's like the same bad ideas. The same. And Disney. Yeah, and Disney too. Kids don't get it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they do get it and they do pass it. They just don't, they, they don't get sick. Right. And that's even more fucking dangerous. And like we said before, now there's information coming out about how like you can Long-term get it. Long-term effects. Exactly. Be asymptomatic and still have it later. And that goes for kids too. Kids can have like, and you know, kids can have, uh, you know, bad reactions to it down the road. So... I don't know, man. What do you think is um, the next step? And like, what's going to happen in Vegas? Are you guys, I mean, are they going to try to close down? Is there conversations about like limiting or anything like well, that? Y- yeah. You could tell with Sisolak's last statement on Wednesday when he announced that uh, that things weren't going as well as he had hoped. And he just sounded so defeated, you know, by <laughs> our, you know, th- yeah. the fact that we're just not doing the right thing. And, he, he wasn't ready to shut things down in any way yet, but just making masks sort of mandatory as of this yesterday, actually. Just, or just uh, strongly Friday. suggested. Or are they mandatory? Do yeah. you guys have fines in place now? No, no. That's the thing. It's like they're calling it mandatory, but nothing happens if you don't wear them. At, like worst case scenario, a store owner can throw you out of their store because they could worry about getting fined for having uh, customers in their store that aren't wearing masks, but to the actual person not wearing a mask, nothing happens to them. So yeah, I don't you see know, how it's going to do much. I don't know. The the idea that um, the idea that like you know, okay, like going back to the other enormous globally, you know, transformative moment that's happening right now, apart from the pandemic, which is everything associated to the larger. Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I like a part of me wants some authoritative daddy to come down and like fuck these people up and like you know throw them in jail for. But I'm not I'm not a carceral person. I don't believe in police. Honestly, I think police are a fucking joke and they're worthless. Sure. And I, I don't I don't like the idea of using the penal system to force people to change their um their behavior and what worries me is based on everything we know about the people that are violating this Mm -hmm. these orders and based on everything we know about the people that cops when cops get new rules and new laws that they get to enforce and get to like crack people's skulls over Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of overlap in that venn diagram Okay, 
like the the middle class suburban uh i know my rights this is freedom asshole you know who refuses to put his mask on isn't the person who has cops patrolling his neighborhood or her neighborhood you know karens aren't subjected to the you know to the to the abuses of the police very often right those laws which they're passing here in florida or they're not really laws they're just ordinances right they're just like um tickets and fines and you know potentially throwing you in jail it's just i don't trust the police and it sucks again we've had this conversation lately where it's like there should be other things than the police to respond to all these social problems that we have in in the in, in the country we you know when you have a mentally ill person in your family and they're having a problem there should be some other number that you can call that's not 911 where you're taking that person's life in their in your hands cuz you yeah. know that police will respond with force and it, it, it multiply that by a million different circumstances where police are the wrong solution to the problem if a cop was the, the correct thing for a cop to do if they see somebody without a face mask on and there is an ordinance that says you have to be wearing face masks is to go into the back of their fucking cruiser and hand them a fucking face mask. And you right. know that that's not going to happen because it's sure. not the way police work. Even if you outfit them and equip them and give them all of the resources, that's not what they're going to do. The default is going to be punish, uh, fine, uh, arrest, and just violence. That's going to be what the default is. So escalate, escalate. Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Is to escalate the the situation, and um, uh, and you know it's going to be the power is going to be exerted on the the people who need it to be exerted on them the least, from people in communities that are already marginalized, and don't need more fines, and don't need more jail time, and don't need those escalations, and uh, so. I think it's a real sticky problem because, like, how do you fucking disincentivize this behavior when the people? I mean, like, did you see the the the, the video of um, the women here in our our neighbor to the north, Palm Beach County, the women that got up and spoke in front of the city commission? No, I thought you were going to bring up the uh, the lady in the Whole Foods or whatever it was. Oh God, uh, no! Scream, screaming her head off. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me. The can can you give me the permission to share my screen or no? Host disabled attendee screen sharing. Okay. So check this out. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un- wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> Thank you for your comments, ma'am. And they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it in the beginning. God formed man out of the earth and breathed his breath in him, and he became a living soul. Where do you derive the authority to regulate human breathing? What you say is the political dogma that they're trying to shove down our throats on every commercial, in every store, and it's disgusting. Every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested and you doctor are going to be arrested for crimes against let me ask you all do you believe you're god do you believe you can override god's divine plan for our lives you're removing our freedoms and stopping on our constitutional rights by these communist dictatorship orders or laws you want to mandate so yeah 
Dave, your vote that that just bummed me out. Doesn't, isn't that, that just so sad? Thinking that like God, your vote matters exactly as much as those people's vote. Like your opinion and like it, you you are in the eyes of the law and of society, you're an equal. Those are your equals. Disgusting. Really <sighs> disgusting. It's really, yeah, it's depressing. And I mean, it's not, those aren't just some like wingnut freaks, even though those are some wingnut freaks, like they're not. They were at least able to like dress themselves and get to the, get to the building to do that. Like, Imagine like what, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were able to fill out like an, uh, like a, a survey monkey form to, you know, get themselves on the docket to be recognized and heard and draft up some comments. Some of them were speaking. That actually reminds me, uh, just like total separate uh, subject here, but I had to go to the DMV uh, last week and I I had <laughs> a um, I, I had an appointment and it still took an hour to see somebody with my appointment. The line of people who didn't have appointments went so far around the block and down the street and then from what i saw is that they eventually stopped all appointments because some one of the uh the dmv people uh had coronavirus or something and so uh they stopped all appoint all appointments and the line up of people and everybody was just screaming it was like total chaos outside of the dmv and i'm just like like how how do you make it in the world without being able like without understanding the ability to set appointments for something like that how do you just show up like i guess i'll go to the dmv today like well most of those most of those agencies man like social security offices and places like that i mean they they exist in a like an, a nexus of sort of like generational poverty where i mean they're there to serve people who are well they, they're supposed to serve everybody but really they end up having to like you know because most people make appointments or most people handle shit online or if you have a credit right. card and internet access you you do all that stuff online or if you're like you know computer literate or whatever um but a lot of those systems don't work on like mobile phones or smartphones like you try to use right. it on a, on a phone if you're like a a poor person who maybe doesn't have a computer or access yeah. to a computer other than maybe like going to the library or whatever and you know, there is a certain rung of society that occupies those places. And, um, like, I don't think it's an accident that those versions of service for constituents are like the worst. Right. Right. Like it's, right. they know what striation of the, ta of the tax brackets of the, of the tax base that, 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 that they're servicing and they're giving them, you know, what they think that, that, uh, you know, those lower classes, deserve which is shit service right. um yeah. i remember in a time before you could do any of that shit on the internet uh, 1999 came and went and we all whipped ourselves up into a fucking frenzy about how banking systems and the global economy and um key infrastructure was going to fall apart because of y2k and mm. that shit all ended up not being true like y2k uh, came and went and the you know the programming glitch that every, everybody thought would fuck everything up didn't fuck anything up except for one thing and it was the Nevada DMV <laughs> the Nevada DMV was knocked offline for like 18 months because of Y2K one of the yeah. only uh, municipal or state government systems that and I don't mean offline like like their website was fucked up I mean their operations 
entirely yeah. were fucked. Like there was a period of a year and a half in the year 2000 where it was like, oh, well, I need to go get a new license. And they were just like, come back in like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like and so I'm not surprised at all. Um, especially now we alluded earlier in this episode to the, uh, the Florida um, unemployment system. Which is just a fucking abortion of a system, and then we come. Oh, ours, ours too. Yeah, and then we come to find out, like as people look more deeply into it, they find out that like it was made that way, and it's it looks like it's a website that was made in 1998. It wasn't. It was made in like 2015, and it was made to fail on purpose because if you're a person who's unemployed and you go to you know when they do that when they calculate the unemployment rates, it's based off of the new unemployment claims. It's not based off of like your boss firing mm. you it's based off of you going home and getting on the website right. or you know sending in the the you know the hard copy of the application and applying for for unemployment that's what the unemployment rate is based off of so like if you know that and if you're a governor who's in charge of a state like rick scott was back in 2014 and you want to affect the best unemployment numbers that you can what do you do do you create like a robust diversified economy where everybody has a good job and people aren't getting laid off or is the easier thing to do to just juke the stats and make it where it's like oh well sure uh i gave up on it which a lot of people do people yeah. just like try to do that shit and they give up on it and in, in florida it's it's pennies anyway it's fucking nothing i mean before co- uh, coronavirus the the like max that you would get in a month was like 600 bucks and right. I mean, what fucking job is paying six hundred bucks a month? Like, it's ridiculous. If I got six hundred bucks a month, I, I don't even. Uh, I would, it would be like a slap in the face. Honestly, it'd be fucking pointless. Yeah, pretty much. Look, my dick for six hundred bucks. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Let's switch it up, Dave. Here's a, here's a hypothesis. Sure. You have been given full studio approval with all intellectual property open to you. Uh, for all eternity and in perpetuity and you can green light one sequel it doesn't have to be a part two it could be a part three a part five a part eight whatever you can green light and and completely you know cast uh name the director you can direct it yourself whatever of any movie mm-hmm. what, what are you what are you what are you doing uh it's a very easy question for me to answer q it is the Evil nice Dead. guys too oh nice guys too oh yeah reunite everyone involved with the first one and let's do it again i am i am who did so nice ready. guys one ryan johnson who, who did that no it was shane black shane black yeah fucking yeah, great yeah. movie the funniest so movie of the cent of the of the century the funniest movie of the decade probably i would say it was absolutely super funny funniest movie. great yeah um <laughs> it reminds me of like i don't know i've only seen the, the trailer for it but how comedy changes and what am I getting at? I'm getting at this uh, Will Ferrell movie that looks like it just came out on streaming. The, it's like a singing movie or something. It looks it looks so embarrassing. Yeah, it looks so embarrassing. And when I think I about heard, like, I, that's what I heard. I heard that it's just it's just the worst. When I think about all the stuff that we loved of him, like through the years, and you know, I mean, did we change? Do times change? I think about like uh, I didn't watch that um, that new Judd Apatow movie either, but and I'm probably not going to. But I mean, did we change when we were kids? We loved that stuff, and yeah, is it different now? Is it not fun? Like, what changed? No, that that's just a 
that's an exceptionally bad example. Like a lot of the times I would question that, that exact same question. Did we change or did it change? Uh, you know, the Judd Apatow movie is pretty good, you know, and, but a lot of the stuff that maybe we used to like, isn't quite as good anymore. You know, maybe some of it, it is just us that's changed, but no, this Will Ferrell thing, I think is just, just a, a grade Z script with like nobody and nobody like actually caring about what they're making. That, that's what I, the impression I get of it. It also kind of came out of nowhere, which makes me wonder uh, like what went on as far as production of that movie. It maybe seems like much. it's just something maybe it was they just, just slapped together. Like they, they made that movie on zoom or something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of like other names that we love in the world of comedy, like, you know, creators and people who have made things that we actually enjoyed like Adam McKay, another one, like he's not really funny anymore. Like, is he doing funny stuff? No, I I mean, he's doing those, uh, quote unquote smart movies, you know, like, I mean, the other guys was a really funny movie that nobody liked. Nah, it was all right. It was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) Come on. That was really, it it was all right. like Marky Mark, it, he learned he learned how to how to how to do ballet to uh-huh. spite somebody. <laughs> like, the joke where like uh, where Will Ferrell is like not attracted to his incredibly hot wife. And I, I Mark Wahlberg, we got to do a rewatch of that movie, man. That's a good movie. That's a funny fucking movie, and you um, you're not giving it the credit that it deserves. Maybe I'll rewatch that. Maybe we'll do a uh, missing pieces on that. That could be a good one. You know what I'll point to that made it bad? Uh, Drunk History. Drunk History. Something happened around like the the, the the TV show that they greenlit from the, I guess, what was that? Like a comedy bang bang sketch or something like that or a collegehumor.com uh, sketch. They um, They took it and they turned it into a TV show for Comedy Central crazy i found out the other day comedy central is still a channel and people like put like <laughs> stuff on it every day like there's shows on comedy new central, shows like, all the time new shows all the fucking time um and uh so i watched it and you could tell that what was happening is that the people went from actually being drunk to being like oh this is a you know this is a, a studio involved television show people can't right. actually be drunk so just act drunk your actors go act drunk and right. it was immediately obvious that it was bullshit and it was unfunny and it was like a lame take off of the the initial, I don't know how many there were, like three or four pretty funny shorts that they did online that we watched back in the mm-hmm. day, you know, and uh, on YouTube or whatever. And um, I th- if I had to pinpoint a moment, I would say it's when Drunk History became a, a TV show on Comedy Central is when all of the sort of old reliable names that had done funny stuff, like just kind of stop, stop being funny. Right. That That's, that's a possibility. And you know, it was around the same time too, uh, was, was when Colbert moved to CBS or whatever. Oh, that's actually a better one. I think that that's that, a better one. That was the, like one of the most depressing things that ever happened. A real marker. It just, it all just kind of went downhill from their comedy in general, just kind of, you know, I'm not as down on comedy as you are, but it definitely that that was a that was a big one for me. Um, that's probably 
the single most depressing thing that happened in the world of comedy when Stephen Colbert unveiled the real what year was that 2014 maybe 2015 that he sounds about right yeah and then um you know first of all he defanged himself and made himself apolitical on that show for for the first couple of years until the yeah. rise of Trump and then he became just the biggest neoliberal stooge yeah. you know yeah. like the biggest like you know a shit lip he became like just a, yeah. a Rachel Maddow he became he became kind of just another parody. Like he was when he was initially parodying conservatives and yeah. uh, Republicans, he became unintentionally. So I don't think you can call it parody, but he became just the saddest thing to watch. And I like know. the jokes and the punchlines are so it's it really hurts me to to think about it because like I love Stephen <laughs> Colbert. Like I He's love the best strangers with candy was one of the funniest thing those things that was ever aired on television yeah and um that those i don't know how long colbert report was on for years it felt like but i, I mean like a decade or so but it was fantastic absolutely fantastic what was your uh you know your idea was for this episode we're not doing it obviously as we're about 50 minutes 50 minutes into our into this episode and we're clearly not going to do it your idea was to watch this irresistible movie can you tell us a little bit about what that is um, from, from what I understand, it is about a, uh, a, I believe an army general that helps like a small town, uh, like a, a Senator, like a Senate candidate, uh, with their campaign, um, uh, with like one of these like smaller, like little local elections kind of things. And it, it stars Steve Carell and it's written and directed by John Stewart. And from what I understand from the little bits I've gathered from reviews and stuff like that is that it really, really leans into what you just described as like shit lib, uh, like that yeah. kind of humor mixed with a strange dose of you got to listen to both sides, guys, kind of messaging. Um, that's it, which it just doesn't both seem sides like are equally crazy, you know, and yeah. it, like, let's not be crazy fringe people. I remember the, what was it called, Dave? The Rally to Restore Sanity, right? You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I remember him saying like, oh, or something. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. and It was years ago, and it was something I didn't really give a shit about even back then. But um, it was a thing where it was like, let's not be over-the-top, insane, crazy people like uh, alt-right Nazis or socialists. And it was like... <laughs> the fuck man <laughs> how, that, how are those two things equal like how are those two, like it's profoundly like sad to listen to it's fucking stupid um, i gotta tell you th this has been uh a bit of a bummer this this <laughs> so many so many bummer topics this episode well, talking you know, about the I got death, news for you death about of the comedy general... the, the death of the world i got everything. i got news for you about the general tone of the planet right now dave mm -hmm. it ain't looking good um hey, I'm, I'm having fun i'm doing all right you're gonna be <laughs> dancing all the way into the into the fucking abyss what well, well, you know what you know what i gotta tell you not to uh not to give the people listening too much inside baseball here but i i'm a little worried about we're, we're recording on zoom without a backup today and i happen to have the folder open and i can see the file sizes and the two recordings one is 
sitting right around 930 megs right now. The other one's sitting right around 480 megs right now. So I don't, I don't know if that's just how it works. We've never done it this way before, but I don't know why there'd be such a major difference in file sizes. Doesn't sound right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll find out in a few minutes. But, um, I don't think it'll uh, be a problem because we are we do have a backup. I'm recording on the roadcaster too. So oh, okay, sweet. We're okay. Um, <laughs> so you want to uh, you want to outro us, Dave? You want to you want to uh, I don't know. Tell people what they can do. Sure, they should. Uh, How can they, they help? Should, if if they if they've wear enjoyed going down da- going down this uh this hole with us yeah we didn't reminisce wear a mask yeah we didn't reminisce at all oh here it comes we didn't do any reminiscing I wanted that to I feel be like we reminisced about things that we're depressed that they're not anymore so it's it's possible I was gonna yeah man I just think about I don't know. I don't want to get depressed about it. I didn't get more depressing about this stuff, but I just, I think about like, uh, how much of our life, think about like the stunting that's happening for people that are at developmental moments in their life. When we were 21, how much of our life and our, like what we were doing involved being shoulder to shoulder with like a million people just like sweating on each other. In, I like, think about that all the time, and I don't know why I think about that, but I really do. Like, I think about this generation and how they don't get to do shit right now, and yeah. how just it does suck. Like, you kind of, you know, it's 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 easy to understand why they don't want to. Uh, like, what's that going to do to them socially? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there was a we were at a park today, right? Because I'm not that age anymore, right? You, neither of us are. We're we're older now, and like. Um, we're not going out to those places. And when we do, it's, you know, when we did do it at this age, it, you know, it took us like two days to recover and shit. And we're not going out and sweating all over strangers anymore. Maybe we never will again. Um, I was kind of hoping for like a little renaissance in my like, you know, late forties in a few years where I was going to like start partying again and like, you know, like start going out to concerts and shit. Uh, but... Um, hey, have you heard the Fuzzy Animals have a new a new show coming up? No way that that's a name. There's no way that that's a name. Yo, I'm heading out is, to the national. I made it up, but it's probably real though. I'm heading out to see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the nationals tonight. That is a real. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, again, this is fucking depressing to say, but like, this is what it's doing to like brain chemistry. I, I saw my little my my daughter, who's six, was um. We went to a park, one of these really cool parks in the in the Miami area, that has like uh, horse horses and um, and uh, chicken coop, and she was standing on one side of the chicken coop and looking at the chickens, and you know there was like a uh, whatever, there's like chicken wire there, They're like you know, great, they can't get through, and there was another little girl who looked like maybe she was about you know maybe five, uh, five six years old, and the little the two of them didn't see each other and. I don't know where the little girl's parents were like around and I was maybe 20 yards away from my daughter and they kind of like locked eyes and like realized that they were too close to each other and like separated away and it just (laughs) broke my heart Dave like not even joking around it killed me this two little girls like that reminds that reminds me a little bit of uh what's that movie called it's it's a nazi movie um i oh jesus <laughs> christ what's that movie called it's a nazi movie i don't know let me let me like go through my rolodex of 
readily available <laughs> Nazi movies that I frequently uh, go back yeah. to. That reminds me of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, y'all. And it don't stop. It don't stop.